3 triple Z. 92.3 FM. The following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim, to life, with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to L'Chaim, to life, Jewish life and more, connecting our Jewish community and the Jewish world. I say the Jewish world because of my J.R. program, Shabbat Shalom. The Shabbat Shalom podcast were downloaded in over 50 countries each year for the last three years and in nice numbers. I hope we can replicate that here at L'Chaim to life and more, connecting our Jewish community here on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z. Right, tonight we're going to hear about the Melbourne Jewish Book Week gala event, Fake It Till You Make It, B'nai Brief Showcase, Fostering Jewish Musical Talent, then we're heading over to my mate Effie Yacobi in Israel, followed by part two with David Schulberg discussing his YouTube interview with Israel's Eurovision entrant, Aidan Alina. A lot to cover, so straight into it, Moshe. Last week, our first guest on L'Chaim was Suzanne Rutland, the author of Izzy Liebler's biography. Lone Voice, which is available at Gold in Balaclava. We're continuing with a literary theme today. Uh, coming up next Tuesday, the 8th of June, the Melbourne Jewish Book Week, They're having a fabulous gala event featuring eight Australian and international guests performing commissioned original pieces on the theme, Fake It Till You Make It. Guests include Josh Cohen from the UK, Deborah Conway, Andrea Goldsmith and Elise Hurst. And we have with us this evening on L'Chaim, the host of the gala, Ginger Gorman. Ginger, welcome to L'Chaim. Thank you, Morris, and lovely to see you as well, George. Look, this event has just brought me alive intellectually and filled my heart. It was meant to be in May last year, and, of course, you know, like everything else around the world, it was cancelled, the live event. And then Nick from Melbourne Jewish Book Week said to me, did I want to host it online? And I've never done anything quite like this. Obviously, I've been in the media for more than 20 years, but... What they did was ask this incredible suite of guests, including people like Deborah Conway, as you've said, Josh Cohen, Andrea Goldsmith, you know, people that I have really admired my whole life. I've read their books. I've listened to Deborah's music. They were given this theme and just told to run away with it, basically. (laughs) And so all these different artists, including myself, had to respond to this theme, write a piece and read it. And honestly, it's just such a joy to get such creative, brilliant people responding to something like this. And the the pieces are so different, I can't tell you. Like Sam Ducker-Jones, young sculptor and poet from New Zealand, his poetry piece was just gorgeous. I almost forgot to come back on afterwards because I was so gobsmacked. Now, are you uh, involved with the Jewish Book Week on a regular basis or you're the Special host for this gallery. No, and it's funny, Morris. I actually said to them when they first contacted me, I'm a fake Jew, you know, because I wasn't brought up Jewish. My mum's family, like so many families, fled the Holocaust and settled in England. And so I wasn't brought up Jewish. So I was actually quite gobsmacked when they first contacted me to do a separate book chats program with them and I just loved the team I loved the work that they were doing and so yeah I got in that way I did an interview with them a a while ago about my own book troll hunting and Nick and I just the director we hit it off and he asked me then to host this event now who came up with the theme fake it to make it (laughs) they did They're, they're they've got a really creative programming team and I loved it straight away because I don't know about either of you, but I'm someone who's certainly suffered from imposter syndrome all my life. And so that's what I wrote my piece about, suffering from imposter syndrome and trying to work with it. Fake it till you make it conjures up uh, many, many thoughts and visions uh... Is it a la, a la Meg Ryan and uh, Billy Crystal in, <laughs> in, in that uh, infamous or famous uh, little clip? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, 
there is everything in here. There's sex, there's politics, there's deception. Andrea Goldsmith wrote this amazing piece where she envisaged a fake room where all these people who are faking it, including Donald Trump and our own Prime Minister, were in the fake room interacting. Uh, Josh Cohen reflected very deeply on a moment in his own life where he uh, felt he was being an overbearing male, um, very much related to the stuff that's going on at the moment in the Me Too movement. Deborah Conway wrote a beautiful speech, really, and she sang a song for us. They're so different. It's really uh, like going on a creative journey with all these brilliant minds, really, and hopefully it will feel like it's transporting you. We know that Melbourne is in lockdown again, and obviously that's very stressful for people. That's very hard. and. If you just book in online, just go to the Melbourne Jewish Book Week website. So it's melbournejewishbookweek.com.au and book yourself a ticket. And hopefully you'll be transported for an hour and a half or so. So it's diverse, eclectic, something for everybody. It is. And it made me laugh a lot as well, which I think we all need at the moment, you know. And um, you're hosting. Uh, and I you're am. Going to be uh, going to be uh, <laughs> providing... Uh, your own fakeness? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, what we've done is because everybody was in different time zones, Melbourne Jewish Book Week has never done anything like this before. We recorded individually with each person and I'm hosting each piece. And then I myself wrote a piece which is presented at the start. And I reflect very deeply on my own imposter syndrome and why we have imposter syndrome, whether it can help us and so forth. And then we hear from our other guests and we wrap up with a beautiful song that Deborah has recorded live for us. So this was scheduled to take place last year, but um, as as was the case with uh, just about everything down under and the rest of the world, yes. it, it had to be cancelled. Absolutely. Uh, they, they've carried it over. When did um, When did you start preparing for it? We've been working, look, I've been talking with each of the guests on email for three or four months or so, and, look, that's been interesting in itself, you know, chatting with all these great literary minds. And we recorded most of it a couple of months ago and we've got an incredible editor who's been working on it and it's just come together in this really special way and so it's been broadcast as live, but obviously we pre-recorded it. And I'm really glad now because of Melbourne being in lockdown again that everyone can still attend even though it's not a live event. Yes, maybe somewhat fortuitous. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, Morris, have you ever had imposter syndrome yourself? Which syndrome? Imposter syndrome, they call it. Imposter syndrome. Well, <laughs> permanently. <laughs> well, the statistics I read were that 85% of us have experienced it at some point in our lives. Uh, Ginger, uh, yes. this interview is not going to be broadcast. It's fake. <laughs> it sure is. We're just faking it till we make it. Yeah, absolutely. Ginger Gorman, host of next week's um, Melbourne Jewish Book Week gala event, uh, Fake It Till You Make It. I want to thank you for joining us on Lachaim and uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be clicking on. So that's the Melbourne Jewish Book Week gala event, Fake It Till You Make It, a night of storytelling and fakery, Tuesday the 8th of June next week, online at 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Please register at www.melbournejewishbookweek.com.au. Keep faking it. Have a great event. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Straight after the INTR news from Israel, we'll be right back with B'nai B'rith's Judah Firestone with B'nai B'rith Showcase, fostering young musical talent. You're listening to L'Chaim, connecting our Jewish community on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z. Stay with us. I'm Ernie Singer, and this is your daily newscast from Israel News Talk Radio. Hamas called on Tuesday for what it termed 
day of rage clashes against Israel and the Palestinian Authority-assigned areas of Judea and Samaria this coming Friday in response to the ascent of Jews to the Temple Mount. It also cited what it called attacks by settlers. An Israeli source involved in talks on the planned rehabilitation of Gaza told Yisrael Hayom on Tuesday, if we're being realistic, it will not be possible to prevent Hamas from getting its hands on supplies and apparently on the money that will enter Gaza. The official said as long as there is no Israeli ground presence, international control and supervision mechanisms are limited. Yisrael Hayom reports an Israeli patrol arrested two former security prisoners on Monday evening in the Sumerian Palestinian Authority village of Beit Rima, not far from the Jewish community of Beit Aryeh Ofarim. With the investigation continuing into Sunday's stabbing of a security guard near Moshav State Avraham in the Gaza area, the military said on Monday that human error was to blame. The assailant crossed through a hole in the security fence near the Karam Shalom crossing that was caused by mortar fire from Gaza during last month and was not spotted by a soldier monitoring one of the many security cameras along the border, preventing troops from being called to the scene to intercept the man before he went nearly three kilometers to get to the Moshab, lightly wounding the guard. A Tuesday morning Lebanese report claims that Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah's condition has improved since his speech last Tuesday, which featured a lot of coughing and speculation that his health had deteriorated, including speculation Monday night that he had been flown to Iran for treatment or had died. The Tuesday report said he suffered from a seasonal allergy and pneumonia rather than from the coronavirus. Public television reported Monday evening that a young Israeli woman facing trial for entering Syria in February before she was returned in exchange for two shepherds who had crossed into Israel fled the welfare ministry mental institution in which she was placed. It is believed that she will return because she left her belongings there. Yossi Cohen marked the end of his stint as head of the Mossad intelligence agency on Monday, telling a farewell ceremony, we penetrated into the hearts of hearts of the enemy Iran. Cohen said an operation to sneak into a Tehran nuclear archive and to smuggle the files to Israel had exposed Iran's military nuclear program, its plans, its preservation of capabilities in the military nuclear field, and Iran's fraud and lies to the whole world. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called the operation one of the Mossad's most glorious achievements ever. He called Cohen one of its best directors ever. Reuters reported on Monday that following an explosion and power cut at Iran's Natanz site last month, which the Islamic Republic has blamed on Israel, 20 cascades of centrifuges were being fed with uranium for enrichment, compared to what a senior diplomat said was 35 to 37 clusters before the explosion, according to a document by the International Atomic Energy Agency. Despite the lowest quarterly increase in its enriched uranium stock since August 2019, it had 16 times the limit set by the 2015 nuclear deal, but below the more than six tons Iran possessed before the deal. The document said Iran has failed to explain traces of uranium and contaminated equipment found at undeclared sites, which seriously affects the ability of the agency to provide assurance of the peaceful nature of Iran's nuclear program. The Associated Press reports the United Nations watchdog said it has not been able to access data important to monitoring the program since late February. Citing state media, Reuters reports two pilots were killed on Tuesday when an Iranian F-5 fighter plane suffered a technical fault before takeoff in southwestern Iran. Iran's Air Force still operates scores of planes bought from the United States before the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Ahead of just before the deadline coalition talks on Tuesday, Haaret supports the Shabak Israel Security Agency ordered increased security around Yamina Party leaders Naftali Bennett and Ayelet Shaked to the second highest level on Monday against the backdrop of incitement against them for forming a government with the Yeshatid Party. The legal advisor to President Reuven Rivlin pushed back on Tuesday against the claim by Prime Minister Netanyahu's Likud Party that the coalition could not have Bennett serve as its first leader, repeating that there was no legal reason why Yeshatid Chairman Yair Lapid entrusted with forming the coalition, should not serve as alternate prime minister during the first part of the potential government's term. This has been Ernie Singer at Israel News Talk Radio. The news from Israel is courtesy of INTR, Israel News Talk Radio. Listen online to more straight talk from Israel at israelnewstalkradio.com. Following on from our first interview about the written word with the Melbourne Jewish Book Week, our next guest is all about the musical beat. It's that time of the year when B'nai B'rith provides the community with a musical gem, Showcase, fostering Jewish musical talent, formerly known as the Estedford. Joining us here on L'Chaim to bring everyone up to speed on this year's Showcase is B'nai B'rith's Judy Firestone. Judy, welcome to L'Chaim, to life. Thank you, Morris, and welcome, everyone, to this new show on 3ZZZ. Thank you. Um, Judy, you and I have previously discussed Showcase a number of times on Shabbat Shalom. 
Could you please fill our new Lachaim listeners in on what B'nai Brith Showcase is all about? We offer a musical competition for Jewish youth. Very successful competition, and this year is our 29th year. So it's very well known to the Jewish community. Wonderful. So uh, who's who's eligible for this uh, wonderful musical event? Uh, what age groups? We are providing ages from 8 to 25, and we find that we get entries through Jewish schools, private music teachers, and music students themselves across the community. In 2020, we were supported by two young talented finalists as well, who were age 24 and 23, which really impressed us. And um, what are the categories? I believe you've got a couple of new ones this year. Yes, we take most instruments and we're every year adding new things. This year, we've introduced new sections in brass, drums and percussion. Uh, We've got new adjudicators to help lead those sections. And we've also introducing a section for songwriters and composers. And finally, we're offering performance opportunities for young chamber music performers who also enter our solo competition. Last year's event, as with everything else in the world, was seriously impacted by um, COVID-19. You had to revert from a live performance to an online event. Um, What's happening this year? So in February, we made a very wise decision to continue online adjudication again because of the environment of the pandemic. But there are advantages of online entries that the entrant can make a number of home performances and upload their favourite. And also they find there's less nerves on the day of their performing practice. So what do um, our young, talented uh, people need to do to uh, register for Showcase? So when you go to the B'nai Victoria website and also add Showcase, we have a web page there and there are buttons and the website right at the beginning giving you access to our registration page, which is being handled by TriBooking, and also to our information booklet, which has all the, dis- all the information about the sections that are being offered and the prizes being offered as well. Judy, this is the only... Um... Jewish Showcase in Australia. It's the only sort of uh, format like um, B'nai Brith puts on every year. As I, as I mentioned, it, it was formerly known as, as the Estedford. Well, I can tell you that my understanding is that we are the only online competition run as a community event and not by professional people. We are a group, a volunteer committee, and our showcase is a project of B'nai Victoria and totally voluntary. Wonderful. Now, how are, how are these submissions, submissions judged? We have a fabulous, really gifted adjudication panel. Um, when entries close on June 25, which is the end of Term 2, we will be hard at work bundling the videos so that they go to the relevant adjudicator on the panel. And um, I believe they're looking for creativity, originality, lyrics, melody, arrangement, overall likability. Indeed, and also for the performer's performance presentation. What, um, What seem to be the popular categories? We get many entries for piano, both classical and contemporary, and voice, classical and contemporary. But we also last year had good entries for guitar, um, brass, and violin strings. Yes, I've attended a number of these, and uh, the talent is uh, the precociousness, uh, the, just amazing. And, and you know, it... it uh, exemplifies the raison d'etre of, of, of showcase. 
A lot of talent out there in our Jewish community. The schools are supporting this, of course. They're, they're being very much behind it. They are. And last year, despite the very, very closed environment and constraints, they sent videos of their work with students. And we had a real highlight of our finals concert where we had a 10-minute edited um, cross-section of these videos. And I received feedback from people at the finals concert that they enjoyed that section so much hearing what the um, young people in our schools were able to achieve. Um, last year's winner was Miriam Rockblatt on piano um, in previous year, 2019, Benji Wald. I can't recall what Benji, um, what his expertise was. A young clarinetist from the College of the Arts. Wow, wow, wow. So um, you're covering every aspect of... Uh, of uh, musical talent and giving every uh, young individual the opportunity uh, to present their uh, talents. Um, it's a wonderful event. And as you mentioned, the uh, it closes uh, 25th of June and no extensions, <laughs> no extensions. Well, that's because this year the High Holidays are two weeks earlier and therefore our finals concert is two weeks earlier, which is pushing our timeline sooner rather than later. What's the date for the final concert? Uh, Sunday, August 29 at 1.30. You're right. The Yontif is very early this year, mm. very early. And uh, uh, any of the previous winners gone on to bigger and better things that you know of? I have heard that many go on to tertiary study. We've already mentioned Benji Wold, Itai Franco, and um, Asher Baruch Reichman. I have also heard of some other people who went through the finals before my time as chair of Showcase, but whose name I cannot recall because that's not within my experience. Sure. How long have you been looking after Showcase for? This is my second year, the trial by fire because of COVID, but we're going well. All right, correct, trial by, I like that, wonderful. And um, you're also in touch with entrants from Sydney and Perth. Yes, one of the members of our committee has taken special interest in this matter and uh, through our units of B'nai B'rith in New South Wales and Western Australia is getting the information out to young people and last year we had three entries from Sydney and we're hoping to expand another three this year, which would be very, very good for Showcase. Well, it's one of the advantages of being online, you know, where it facilitates the opportunity for young adults, young or young adolescents to uh, join in from interstate. I think that's just a, it's just a benefit of COVID-19. <laughs> Great yeah. initiative there. Please, Judy, give out the uh, registration details again. If you go to the Benebris Victoria slash showcase webpage, there are buttons there for information, for entry forms, which is done through try booking, and also for information booklet. Terrific. Uh, and there is a there is a phone number, 03 9523 Judy Firestone, I want to thank you again for joining me. Uh, to uh, promote your wonderful, the Benebris wonderful event uh, showcase, fostering Jewish musical talent. And we'll have you back before the final. Talk about that the, the upcoming really final. good. And I wish you luck with the show, both of you, with the show, um, introducing a new format with 3ZZZ. And, of course, when you mention both of us, you're, you're referring to the executive producer of this program, George Banky. Judy, thanks. Thanks very much. We'll be in touch soon. Time for a song then. Next up is our Ifi Yacobi in Israel, and we've got a nice surprise for you. You're tuned into Lachaim, to life, Jewish life, and more on 92.3 FM, 3 Triple Z. Don't go away.
for an unforgettable experience. Explore Israel with Effie. Allow me to take you on a journey back into time and see history unfold before your eyes. Now I'm delighted to welcome back to Lechaim, Effie Yacobi in Israel. Effie, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom, Shalom. Boker Tov, Moshe, to you and all the listeners on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z on this glorious day that we have here today, all waiting for news as to what's happening on the political front, but there are many other issues that have to be addressed at the same time. Definitely. Effie, last week we discussed the aftermath of Israel's latest defensive war with uh, Hamas, uh, Guardian of the Walls, and the ceasefire. So um, let's turn our focus uh, today to the status of the tourism in- industry, which has been you know, uh, severely impacted uh, by uh, the China cholera corona. Um, and uh, as you said, we might touch on the uh, prospects of a new government later on. Take us through the tourism, Israel, uh, currently uh, the status and the states uh, of the situation. The great news, Effie, is that for the first time in over a year, the first uh, group of foreign tourists arrived in Israel last week and are touring the country, uh, 12 Christian pilgrims studying theology. So um, bring us up to speed, mate. Yeah, no worries. Well, it's actually uh, quite fortuitous that you're talking and bringing up the topic of uh, the tourism industry because as we speak, there is a demonstration outside the ministry in Yerushalayim uh, with a protest tent exactly on that topic uh, concerning the industry of guides, but not just. We have to understand a couple of things on the tourist industry and its status here in Eretz Israel. Tourism is the number three income earner for the state of Israel in terms of earnings. The first is the defense industry. The second is the cyber technical, whatever they do on that sector. And the third is incoming tourism. And uh, the industry encompasses well over a quarter of a million people. And it's not a quarter of a million guides, obviously not. And it may amaze you to know that there are 12,000 licensed tour guides in the state of Israel, yet not all of them earn a living just from that, but a, a hefty percentage does. And all of a sudden, from day one to day two, with corona, garnished. It just stopped. It's not if it was, it was a gradual lockdown. It was from day one to day two, all of a sudden, quarter of a million people out of employment. And that includes all the accommodation, which is the hotel industry, the catering, transportation, national parks, um, guides, and behind them is obviously families that all of a sudden have no income coming in. And whilst the government may have given and had given all forms of grants, but these grants are a drop in the bucket because the formula was based on your last tax earnings of 219, because 220 was the crisis year, and therefore you hadn't finished your financial books. And if you could prove that you, were, that you had a 40% drop in income for the corresponding month in 219, you would then obtain, according to a sliding scale, um, the government grant that at its best was somewhere around $3,000 for two months, so 1500 bucks. Now, listen, for us, Alta Kakas, uh, like me, a pensioner who doesn't depend on that, it's okay because I wasn't looking for a career. This is for me is a shlichut. It's a mission that I do in guiding. But for the younger people, married, two kids, mortgage, clothes, entertainment, education, food, gas, rates, you name it, with no income, that was a hard hit. And quite a few have had to change their attitudes and perhaps even think, should I be in this industry that is so susceptible to something like this or not? So that is where it is at the moment. And we're hearing things that are occurring. You mentioned, uh, you know, the first intake of 12 or 14 uh, pilgrims that have come in. We're looking for them, by the way. They're somewhere in the country. (laughs) Um, No, it's okay. We know exactly where they are. The trouble is that even with incoming tourism, it's a pilot group because they still don't understand how to handle the opening of the economy, the open skies policy, the vaccination program, and what do you do with those who are mingling with those sector of the population that is unvaccinated? And that is the problem that 
we they're trying to address, but they don't know. Where do they sit in the hotel? Private dining room? Okay, that's okay if you've got 20, 30, 40 people. But if you're at the King David Hotel and you've got 800 guests, where are you going to put them? Right? And that's the big major hotels who can address these issues. So that is where it's at at the moment. We're all hoping for a resurrection of the tourist industry because it is so vital. But uh, we'll see how it pans out over the next couple of months and then hopefully we'll be back on track. Sure. Still a very complex situation. Still uh, plenty of things to be nutted out. And no doubt there'll be uh, hiccups here and there. Um, Effie, the infection rates, the corona infection rates are now quite low. Israel's, uh, they're opening up, opening it up. Uh, most of the uh, restrictions have been lifted. Um, and Israel has possibly come up with a new vaccine treatment. Uh, what's the news about that? Again, uh, not that that took us unawares because they were already promoting the drug a while back, this breakthrough uh, in a cure for those who have been affected. And apparently it has fantastic potentials. They've been given the approval to go to the next stage of testing. But there have been so many cases where they've applied it and within 24 hours the guy got out of bed and walked out, went back home. So that is breathtaking news. Uh, and if it really does take hold, then obviously it's a benefit to the world at large and especially like places like India uh, that has been so hard here or Brazil. I think they're dying for something, not just a vaccination, but for those who are in hospital and to get them out. So uh, while COVID rates here have dropped to virtually Gornish, um and a lot of the restrictions have been lifted, you still have to wear a mask going into crowded places, but outside you don't. National parks, you don't. Public transport, you don't. But uh, we're all hopeful that this is behind us and we get back on track. Great. Uh, Effie, it's um, 8 a.m. local time, your time is <laughs> right now. Um, all the talks about the unity government. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, what's your take on the situation? Is it going to happen? Well, very quickly, uh, intense discussions over the past 12 hours during the night up in Ramagana, Kvama Kabiyah at the hotel there, uh, protests outside, which is normal. Uh, we're all hoping for a midday announcement, which is four hours' time, that perhaps uh, Yair Lapid will be able to go to the president and say, I have the ability to form a government, and if so, away we go. The hurdles aren't over, but it's heading towards that. Everybody's interested that it does happen. And, but if it doesn't, legally, he's got till midnight to hold on to the mandate. And after that, if he doesn't, back to the Knesset, the parliament, and it has to decide. Yeah. So we're all on spilkes. Here we go again. Now, Effie, uh, one last thing. At the introduction of this segment, we played a new promo, Exploring Israel with Effie. Oh, I'm lovely. I'm thr thrilled to tell our uh, Lachaim listeners that uh, Exploring Israel with Effie is going to be a weekly feature when we head over to you in Israel. What can our Lachaim listeners expect? Well, I think that we're going to take them on a magical cyber tour. You can't come to me, but I can come to you and at least uh, explore together with you the hidden gems that we have in this magical country that will just blow you away, and especially for those who haven't been for a long time or haven't been at all. Guys, you're in for a treat, and let me take you back on a journey to show you literally history unfolding before your eyes via telecommunication. And perhaps if Sunday, if Triple Z, three uh, Triple Z has the ability for Zoom broadcast, well, guys, it's a different geschäft. And we'll take you on a cyber tour, literally on site, and let you show 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 you the magical sights of Eretz Yisrael. I can't wait. Thanks, mate. Uh, we'll uh, catch up with you next week, and uh, hopefully, a new government. Well, I'll tell you. As soon as it happens, within thirty seconds, you'll get an SMS from me. Terrific. See you, mate. Take care. All the best. Shalom, shalom to you, Moshe, to George, to David, to anyone else of your listeners. Guys, take care and uh, start booking tickets. Okay. Thanks, mate. Israel, that's cool, but if you support Hamas, you're a fool. Unless you want radical Islamic rule and stockpiles of rockets at your kid's school. Remember, they send their own people out scrapped with suicide bombs blowing up in their lap. You think they seek peace? That's a bunch of crap. They just want to wipe Israel off the map. Let me start off slow so you don't get lost. Palestinians are not the same as Hamas. Though they may live in the same location, Hamas is a terrorist organization. They might call them 
themselves freedom fighters, but they're just like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, using lethal force against Arabs, Jews, and anyone else who disagrees with their views. Due to their violence, they have been banned from Jordan, Canada, and Japan, the whole EU, plus the UK, Australia, Egypt, and the USA. But in Israel, the situation is harder. They kidnap Israelis and use them to barter. If one murders Jews, he's raised as a martyr. Just take a look at Hamas's own charter. They want Islam controlling the whole Middle East. Two states don't interest them in the least. So tell me how Jews are supposed to make peace with the enemy who just wants to see us decease. You want to criticize Israel, that's cool. But if you support Hamas, you're a fool. Unless you want radical Islamic rule and stockpiles of rockets at your kid's school. Remember, they send their own people out strapped with suicide bombs blowing up in their lap. You think they seek peace? That's a bunch of crap. They just want to wipe Israel off the map. Gazans are living in poverty, but Hamas just went on a building spree of underground tunnels through which they plan to unleash attacks on Israeli land. They used 80,000 tons of cement, a valuable resource which could have went to development of new apartments to help Palestinians who can't pay the rent. Iran has given them hundreds of millions, but they shoot it all at Israeli civilians. Their rockets get blown by the Iron Dome while their own people are starving at home. And it's even worse on the battlefield where they wield civilians like human shields. Israel uses weapons when its people are threatened, but Hamas uses people to protect its weapons. If I was from Gaza, I would be pissed. But to be honest, I wouldn't resist because Hamas's rivals all wind up dead, tortured before they get shot in the head. So you want to criticize Israel, that's cool. But if you support Hamas, you're a fool. Unless you want radical Islamic rule and stockpiles of rockets at your kid's school. Remember, they send their own people out strapped with suicide bombs blowing up in their lap. You think they seek peace? That's a bunch of crap. They just want to wipe Israel off the map. Time to welcome back David Schulberg to finish last week's interview. David is the presenter of the Israel Connection, 4 p.m. on Wednesdays at J-Air. And he's also the producer, editor of J-Media Online. David, welcome back to L'Chaim. Good to be back, Morris. David, uh, last week we spoke about uh, a number of YouTube clips and interviews that you've been uh, uh, putting together namely to uh, celebrate uh, 30 years since Operation Solomon. Um, you put together two interviews with my cousin, Lieutenant Retire Moshe Shaked, which is stunning. And I've had lots of uh, great reports and people telling me that we had them in tears, as, as was I. But we never got, got around to talking about your uh, delightful interview with Israel's entrant to Eurovision, Eden Alina. Please take us through that. Well, I contacted uh, the uh, person responsible for the uh, Eurovision, Israel's um, agent, press agent, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I got an interview with Aidan, uh, which was uh, a sheer delight. I haven't had the pleasure of interviewing anybody as young as her before, anybody of Ethiopian background before, anybody who's a Eurovision contestant before. So it was a real special opportunity to talk to somebody with who has such so much vibrancy. And, uh, and, and we did it. We wished her the best of luck in her endeavours. She didn't do too badly. Came 17th in the, in the field. Uh, really acquitted herself uh, very nicely indeed. Yeah, she was robbed. She was robbed. The I don't think was... she was robbed. I, I was the never was... up for the, for, for, for the song... Morris, yeah, um, the winning, the winning song was terrible. And presented uh, vocally, uh, absolutely brilliantly. Yeah, uh, as I just mentioned, uh, the, and I might have been talking over you, the, the Italian song was terrible. I saw snippets of all the uh, songs, and I said to myself, "The female's going to win it, and she's up there with the chance." But anyway, that's all to do with the voting. But um, I've seen the YouTube. Um, what a delight. What a resplendent delight. Take us through the highlights of it. There are, you know, there is a, a little twist, a great twist at the end of the interview, but we let people go and check out the interview for that. I don't exactly know what you're referring to. I uh, was angling to uh, find out what uh, her particular background was uh, as an Ethiopian woman, young woman. Uh, apparently uh, she's 
not come over itself on any of these uh, special operations that Israel mounted to uh, rescue Ethiopians. She was basically the, the daughter of, uh, of uh, an Ethiopian woman who converted from Christianity to Judaism. And consequently, because Aiden's mother is Jewish after such a conversion, Aiden is automatically Jewish and there she is. Uh, and she's not really one to speak of uh, the situation for Ethiopians per se in Israel. She's really an Israeli 100% uh, and totally integrated into uh, Israeli society. So I'm planning to continue what I've been doing, Morris, uh, on this Ethiopian theme following Operation Solomon's anniversary to uh, actually speak to some Ethiopians who have come and settled in Israel. And uh, looks like uh, that's going to be happening over the next uh, few weeks as a right. follow-up to what happened uh, uh, in us remembering the anniversary of Operation Solomon. Great. And you gave away what I was alluding to, the fact that uh, her mother converted and uh, she was a Christian and she's converted. And uh, Eden is very much uh, a young Israeli, very proud young Israeli. Uh, David, uh, I want to talk to you about the ABC. There's uh, Recently they had a Q&A to discuss the, uh, the war with Hamas. Not a single Jew on the panel. I haven't watched Q&A for... Uh, for years. Um, there's a petition out there. Take us through all that. Well, I've uh, been uh, on the case of the ABC uh, for, for a number of years, yep. as many of our organisations are. Complaining to the ABC is really uh, a waste of time. The ABC needs uh, an industry ombudsman to, uh, to manage them. They're only accountable unto themselves. It doesn't really uh, work when you go and make a case. But fortunately, we've been seeing... Uh, a Liberal Senator in South Australia, Arthur Antic, has gone to the Senate's committee uh, and uh, grilled a couple of the heads of the ABC about what they're doing, accusing them of being uh, uh, anti-Semitic uh, and uh, anti-Israel, uh, that it's it's inherent in their uh, culture within the ABC. It's a DNA. So I'm concerned about it. I've been getting a few people calling me and I think there's a, a lot of action afoot to try and make the ABC more accountable for what they do. And uh, where can people check out your YouTubes, uh, your interviews? Well, go to the Israel Connection YouTube channel. Just type in, uh, go into YouTube and enter Israel Connection. Connection spelt with an X, and I think you'll find the programs that I've been putting up there. Terrific. Thanks again, mate, for joining us. Keep up your outstanding work and uh, the Israel Connection, 4 p.m. Wednesdays on J-Air when it comes back, uh, comes back on air. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Take a look what we become. It's been so long. Getting you out of my life, I feel so strong. Set me free. Feel my beating heart in perfect harmony.
Jeff Lipchutz with the uh, ZDVO, Bet Chalachem, uh, down here in Melbourne. If you, you're at the rally here for Israel. A few words for our Lachaim listeners on 3 Triple Z. Um, I'm very proud to be associated with Israel, uh, which is a just cause. And uh, unfortunately, there are going to be a number of injured people in Israel, and that's what our job is, to look after the injured people. And so that's what we do at ZDVO. Great organisation. Thanks, Jeff. Chevelli down here at the rally for Israel. A few words, please, for Elder Yes, I mean, unfortunately, we can't be there in body, but we're here in spirit for all Israel. We stand with Israel. Totally. You know, we stand in our, with our family and we stand for peace. Absolutely. Very, very important. So uh, we are here to rally for Israel and for peace all around the world. Lovely. Thanks, Hannah. Beautiful. Deb Nirens down here at the Rally for Israel at Princess Park. A few words, please. Uh, you know what? We just want peace for everybody. Peace happens to happen across the Middle East, but especially right now in Israel. Peace for the Palestinians and peace for Israel. That's all we need. Lynn Wilson, you're down here at the rally for Israel. You're holding a wonderful sign. We build bridges, not tunnels. Hamas terrorists. A few words for our Lachaim listeners. I just wanted to say that I'm here to say that peace is possible. I really believe that. But I also believe that the Palestinian Authority needs to weed out the Hamas from their own neighbourhoods in order to have someone to talk to. So that's my message. Ben Wilson down here at the rally for Israel. What's your message? I just hope that everybody's safe in Israel, that Hamas stops sending rockets to Israel and that everybody stays safe. Well done. Robert Wheel down here at the Rally for Israel. A few words for our L'Chaim listeners. Uh, L'Chaim listeners, welcome to his new program, tomorrow's new program. It's wonderful he's back on air. And uh, the rally was amazing. There was a couple of thousand people with such a great spirit here. I'm Yisrael Chai.
Now for headlines from tomorrow's Australian Jewish News, the voice of Australia's Jewish community. Israel on the brink of a new government. Is it the end of the Bibi era? UN Human Rights Commission slammed for the political war on Israel. Communal leaders call for Australia to ban Hezbollah. ABC grilled over conflict coverage. Izzy Liebler bio-launched. Hamas chief's niece treated in Tel Aviv hospital. Holocaust survivor trolled on Twitter. To read more coverage of local, federal and international news, opinion, arts, lifestyle and sport, pick up your copy of the Australian Jewish News from newsagents and supermarkets in southeast of Melbourne or for weekly home delivery, subscribe at subscribe.jewishnews.net.au. Have you heard the news? What did it say? Now, I would like to mention that I am a proud member of the AJA, Australian Jewish Association, a relatively young organisation doing great things and achieving great results for the Jewish community in Israel. You'll often see the AJA president, Dr David Adler, on Sky News with Rowan Dean, Andrew Bolt and others, big supporters of the Jewish community in Israel. Mention all, I wish we could clone them. By the way, after an editorial on Israel's recent defensive war with Hamas, Rowan Dean is now a big star in Israel, deservedly so. The AJA has a weekly Zoom webinar, 8pm on Wednesdays, with outstanding guests, preceding the excellent L'Chaim program on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z. Bit of self-promotion never hurts. You can check out all the AJA previous webinar guests on the AJA YouTube page and the Facebook page. And I recommend that you also sign up for a very informative weekly AJA email. As I often said on Shabbat Shalom, all the way with the AJA. And finally, in three days' time, on the 5th of June, 1967, 54 years ago, was the start of the Six-Day War, Israel's amazing defence and success against the Arab world's attempt to destroy the very young, modern state of Israel. Four of my cousins were soldiers in the Six-Day War, Motka, Kuba, Moshe and Moshe. And yes, there are three Moshe Kleins in my family. We're all named after our Zayda of blessed memory. I'm the baby Moshe. As I mentioned last week, there are currently three young men in the IDF with my blood, and I love and bless them all. That's it for tonight's program. Many thanks again to the executive producer of L'Chaim, Dr. George Benke, for putting all this together. Please go and sign the petition against the ABC. You'll find it all over Facebook. Tonight's L'Chaim podcast will be up on the 3 Z website, in about an hour. I will then be posting it to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages. If you'd like to contact us here at Lachaim, our email is lachaim 3 z at gmail.com. That's L-C-H-A-I-M-3-Z-Z-Z at gmail.com. And by the way, please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3 Z: The Hebrew program, 3 to 4 p.m. on Friday, and the Yiddish program, 11 a.m. to noon on Sunday. Please join George and I again next week on L'Chaim to life, Jewish life and more. Connecting our Jewish community on 92.3 FM, 3 triple Z. Stay well. I'm Yisrael Chai and peace. Come on in my hoys, my hoys, I'm gonna give you a gala. Come on, my hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you a picture on a piece of calibre. Come on, my hoys, my hoys, come on. Come on, my hoys, my hoys, come on. Come on, my hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you chicken flegel and a luxon kegel. Come on, my hoys, my hoys, come on. Come on, my hoys, no function on. Come on, my hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you two cents plain. Come on, I'll give you grippiness. It's licking boy just like a stain.
mine hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you my ball. Come on to my hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you kinishun fishun, a glass will hear that call. Hear that call? Thank you. Come on to my hoys, my hoys, you come on. Come on to my hoys, my hoys, you come on. Come on in my hoys, mine hoys, I'm gonna give you a chimichung knadle and I love you, Shaito. Come on in my hoys, my hoys, come on. Come on in my hoys, my hoys, come on. Come on in my hoys, I'm gonna give you a piece of wine. Come on in my hoys, mine hoys, feel a soon, fresh soon, hakarain, hakarain, hakarain. Look, come shinarain, boobele.